This is Solid Foundation Ministries with Dr. Pierre Couvert, building solid foundations through sound Bible teaching. This message is also almost going to seem like uh, it was kind of in some ways taken over what pastor preached on Sunday, but I was preparing this long before uh, I heard the message Sunday. And uh, if you want to know the title for my message, it is Sodomy and the Lord's Return. And you'll understand that as we get through. But you've heard me say many times that I feel like the Lord's return is very near. As a matter of fact, I would probably, from what I see around me, think that it's closer than near that is actually nigh. That means really close. Uh, I could be wrong. I'm not going to set any dates. But the moral condition of the world as a whole, and of America in particular, is one of the reasons that I believe this is true. Uh, the Bible speaks of a moral decline just before the return of Christ. And it's, it's got to be worldwide. You know, sometimes we get looking at America and we think what's going on in America is the world. Well, this time it is. It is. It's going on all over the world. And you'll see that as we go through this tonight. Uh, but some of the areas of, of uh, moral decline are the devaluation of human life which comes from two things, teaching us that we're animals and not a special creation of God. And secondly, it's killing babies. And now they want to give the parents some time after the baby's born to decide whether they want it killed or not. That's what some of the left-wing politicians are going for. So that's one area. Another is sexual promiscuity. That means <coughs> indiscriminate sex. And uh, I was interested in some reading I was doing this afternoon that uh, though they're arguing something the pastor said Sunday about the fact that that uh, uh, homosexuals live shorter lives than heterosexuals on average and they're arguing that but uh, it's interesting to, to see that that the left will come up with an excuse for anything that's not the reality. Now just as an example, and this is not part of my notes, but I'm going to bring it up. We were watching uh, some uh, our video during uh, supper time the other night with Eric about about uh, the Grand Canyon and Bryce Canyon, which are two canyons that you know the Grand Canyon. You know what that is? Bryce Canyon is really, really something else. And and they're talking about evolution. And Eric and I both brought up this fact of polystrata trees. That's trees that go through various stages, which would have to be, according to evolutionists, millions of years. Those stages. And you know what their excuse was? How they explained it and said us creationists are wrong? By saying there had to be a flood. Of course, they didn't see it as a worldwide flood, so they'll do anything to get around it. But but uh, sexual promiscuity, immodesty, uh, it just doesn't seem like girls care what you see anymore and are happy the more you see and that. But the one I want to look at today is sodomy. And for anybody who may not know what sodomy is, it's the whole gay lifestyle. Everything that's involved with it. It's homosexuality, it's lesbianism, it's transgender, it's it's uh, uh, getting to choose your, your gender and all this type of things. I don't like this where we say choosing your sex. 
No, it's choosing your gender is the proper word, the proper way to say that. But anyway, but uh, why does the gay movement call itself gay? They're some of the most unhappy people in the world. Well, say that's because you heterosexuals are always beating up us. No, we're not. No, we're not. Especially not today. But at any rate, uh, the things I'm going to look at tonight precede both the rapture of the saints and the return of Christ in Revelation chapter 19. So, uh, because you've got to realize this. People don't just wake up, you know, go to bed one night and wake up the next morning and be like the descriptions we're going to look at today. With their evil minds and their their all the things we've already mentioned here and things. It just doesn't happen. It takes time. It's an evolutionary process. And I know we don't like that word, but evolution is a good word. It just means something slowly changes to a different form. And believe me, when you're 80 years old, you've seen that evolution in, in things. As a matter of fact, when you're in your 50s, you've seen it. And probably even in your 30s. Uh, not as much as we have, but it's there. And uh, uh, I receive a newsletter every Friday that I highly recommend everybody subscribe to. It's, it's, called, uh, it's called Friday Church News Notes. And it's uh, put out by David Cloud, Way of Life Ministries. You can get it at wayoflife.org. It's totally free. Unless you want the paper edition, then you pay for it. But if it's just get the email edition, it's free. And they also have O Timothy Magazine, which has some longer articles in it. But it comes out every week. It's actually designed to come out every week and be uh, printed out by the churches and given out in the, uh, to their to the church members. It was designed for it, but you can subscribe to it and it's free. And I went through every issue this year, so whatever week we're in, twenty uh, some weeks, twenty some issues, looking at things. And I've just picked out some choice ones. And the one that started this all off is the first one I'm going to talk about, and uh, it's uh, Israel is extremely pro-LBGTQ. I think I got them right. Uh, it's extremely pro that. Uh, in, uh, on June 2nd, they had their 20th an, uh, annual gay pride parade in Jerusalem. And uh, there was the head of the, uh, the, the speaker of the Knesset was there. The social equality minister was there. The uh, minister of public uh, security was there. And at this meeting, the Knesset speaker, Mikey uh, Levy, told the homosexual rights action activists, you are entitled to love who you want. You are entitled to marry who you love, and you are entitled to raise a family like anyone else. Okay, first of all, that's not true. You might be able to love anybody you want. You might be married, but you can't raise a family if you're homosexuals the way everybody else does. You can't do it. But anyway, that's another thing. But the public security minister called the parade a victory of light over darkness, a victory of sanity over uh, extremism. Now, these are government leaders in, in Israel, uh, God's people. Um, you know, the scriptures have something very interesting to say about Jerusalem. In Revelation chapter 11 and verse 8, it says, 
It's talking about the, the, the prophets or the ones that were killed and laid in the streets. That's the context. It says, and their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which is spiritually called Sodom and Egypt. Jerusalem is spiritually, then it continues, says where our Lord was crucified. So we know for two reasons it's talking about Jerusalem. First of all, that's where their bodies were going to lie. And secondly, because that's where Jesus was crucified. So, uh, but but it says uh, that that, uh, Jerusalem is spiritually called Sodom. (coughs) And in light of what I just read to you, I think you can see why they would say that. And Sodom was characterized by sodomy by homosexuality, to the point where they even tried to do it with angels, who had the form of men, I'll grant you, but even tried to do it with them. And what's Egypt a type of? Egypt is a type of the world of this world system. So, so Jerusalem has come to the point where we see in prophecy and revelations of being exactly what Revelation said it would be. That, to me, is a sign of it being near the return of Christ. Supposed hate speech is another area. You know, stating that there are only two genders and that they are fixed at conception or birth, whichever one you want to argue, um, is considered hate speech today. As a matter of fact, for making that statement, a uh, parliamentary, whatever they call them, in... I think it was Norway, it could have been the Netherlands, it was one of the countries in Europe, was actually removed from office for making that statement. Now she actually sued and she won, which is amazing, but she was removed from office for saying that there's only two genders. And there was another guy up there at the same time, a, a civilian I think he was, that the same thing happened to. And uh, in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God created him, him, him he, him. Male and female created he them. Not male and female and then 98 more because there's some people in England that are teaching there are over 100 genders. I don't know how you can get that many, but anyway. How about indoctrinal or educational indoctrination? How about that? Baylor University is the largest Baptist university in the world. It's a Southern Baptist University. It is now openly supporting homosexual Christianity. I didn't find anything more recent than about 2020 on what's going on in the the Southern Baptist Convention on this. But the Southern Baptist Convention has a big war going on over this very subject. As of the last thing I was able to find, they have not said some homosexuality is all right in the official doctrines of the Southern Baptist Convention. But they will because it's being fought that way, and, it, and they will end up losing. Uh, there's a big, in North Carolina, there's a big uh, conflict-friendly conflict between two universities. One of them is Duke University and the other was North Carolina. And uh, especially when it comes to basketball. But Duke University, its divinity school is one of the 
13 seminaries associated with the United Methodist Church. At a recent worship service hosted by Duke University or by Duke Divinity School and Duke Divinity Pride student organizations invited students to praise the great queer one. The great queer one. They're talking about God. And uh, there was a a second-year Masters of Divinity student, Carolyn Camp, who said, To step into the Holy One's fire that burns away all that says we are not good enough and refines us by Pentecostal fire to, to be exactly who the great queer one calls us to be, let the Spirit move you today. Lift your hands and your voices. Dance in whatever way uh, is most freeing to you. Now that's that's a once proud Methodist school. Methodists used to be fairly strong, fairly sound. Uh, they've always been messed up on on really separating works and salvation, but they were pretty strong. How about the 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 uh, brainwashing of our children in schools? I mean, it's happening all over the country, but one of the articles in uh, that newsletter I get says that New Jersey is preparing to brainwash public school children in homosexual and transsexual filth. Now, that's my words. That's not the article's words, but it is filth. And starting at kindergarten. New Jersey State Education Department, whatever it is, is preparing to do that. Um, It has become, how do I say this? It's getting difficult to let your children, if you're Christians, into the public library. It's filled with homosexual filth and debauchery everywhere. It's full of books that are pornographic. It's full of of books that that are anti-Christian. And they're the ones that are on display. It's not like they're there because they're library books. They're the ones that you'll see when you come in the door. So you can't let your kids go there. Can't hardly let your kids go swimming anymore. Do things like that. You just it, they're brainwashing our children. How about just the compromise of supposed Christian churches? You know who the Mennonites were. You know the Mennonites were once upon a time Baptists. They come from the same source as we do. Now they went and got into the work side of things too much and they got some things like it mattered how you dressed and all that kind of stuff for your salvation. They did do that. But they were still conservative moral people. Well, the Mennonite Church USA, which is the largest Mennonite denomination in America, passed a resolution affirming same-sex marriage and committing to LBGTQ inclusion. Not only that, in it, they apologized to the homosexual crowd for having been against them before. The United Church of Christ has been celebrating same-sex marriage since 2005. But, worse than that, as far back as 1972, they ordained their first homosexual pastor. Between 2007 and 2014, that's seven years, 
there was an average increase of 10% of Christians who say homosexuality should be accepted by society. And that includes evangelical conservative Christians. As a matter of fact, I say average of 10%. It averages out like that because most of them were around 10%, but some of them were much higher than that 30-40% increase. Uh, Now we get to my text. Luke chapter 17, verse 26. And as it was in the day of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, uh, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But in the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. We should expect this moral collapse that we're seeing if Christ's return is close. It's something we should expect to see, and we're seeing it. Now, it's very negative in what it is, but it's encouraging to us who are looking for the return of Christ. But we should expect it. The two examples used here are, first of all, the day of Noah, and the day before the flood, people's thoughts were just evil. In Genesis 6, 5, it says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Listen to the way that's worded. Only evil continually. And think about anything else. And that's pretty much the way the world is coming today. The world, non Conservative Christians aren't there yet. I hope they never get there, but but that's the way it was. But uh, uh, the King James translator's notes say that the Hebrew word translated imagination here means not only our imagination, but also our, our purpose and our desires. So it's further than just thinking about it. It's what it's what our goals are, and it's what we want to happen. Uh, the thoughts of the people were turnly, totally turned from the things of God. And folks, I'm going to tell you something. Most of so-called evangel- evangelical Christianity today is, has reached that point. Not to the extreme, but they've reached that point where they don't care what the Bible says. They're going to do what they want. The problem is today we don't believe God's word to be true. We believe those parts that we like are true, but those parts that we don't like, we just dismiss them. Well, that was for then. Or find some excuse around it. But you don't know. I mean, uh, the idea of a wife being a keeper at home. Well, we can't live on one income today. Yeah, you can. You just don't have as big a boat. Simple as that. And you know something? We were talking today in the car, Annie and I, and I told her this. I said, if somebody ever pushes you again about being a keeper at home you tell her we can't afford for her to go to work her being at home saves me too much money and it really does I don't have to have two cars she doesn't have to have uh, uh, two sets of clothes Uh, uh, she can cook real food cheaper than the junk food you buy in the store all of those things and it's been calculated by uh, uh, 
people smarter than me on that subject that it costs more for a woman to work outside the home in most cases. You know, I mean, if we're talking about doctors and lawyers, no, but but most ordinary people whose wives work outside the home, it costs them more for them to work outside the home because they got to pay for babysitters, they got to pay for all this stuff, and it costs them more. Um, the only exception to this, their thoughts were, or their imagination, the thoughts were only evil continually. The only exception I know is Noah and his family. And I don't even know about Noah's family. I only know about Noah. For sure. Now, I believe Methuselah was a righteous man. Because here's something, I don't know if you ever read this in the Bible, but God promised that he would not send judgment on the earth until Methuselah died. And you check out when Methuselah died, that's when the flood came. So he might have been one too. But at any rate, uh, uh, God destroyed the the wicked there by a flood. And of course, the symbol chosen by the gay people is uh, the rainbow. And as Pastor Will pointed out Sunday, that's not their symbol. It's ours. It's a promise from God that he'll never flood the world again. Never destroy the world by flood again. But then we come to Lot's day and we see something different. In Lot's day, the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah were fully given over to homosexuality. That was their characteristic. That's what they were known for. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah with fire and brimstone. But in both cases, and this is what I want us to understand, in both cases, in the days of Noah and the days of Lot, in both cases, the people were going on with their daily lives just like nothing was ever going to happen. It kind of goes along with what it says over one of the epistles of Peter where the promise is coming. It's always been the same way. I'm paraphrasing, of course. But but uh, they just didn't think, you know, everything's cool. We're okay. God's not going to do anything to us. We're, we're doing just fine right now. We're making money. We're feeding our families. We're having our fun and all this kind of stuff. And bang, judgment came. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, in the first four verses, it says, But of the times and season, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. That's important. Times and seasons, they didn't need to be told about. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. I'm kind of making a little switch here in this passage of Scripture. But it tells us that that, that the day of the Lord, uh, you know, the coming of the Lord is going to come like a thief. But it tells us that uh, uh, the conditions will be peace and safety. What is the most? What are the two most important things to people today outside of having fun? Safety. And peace. I mean, uh, there's a, a movie about a beauty pageant, and everybody's asked what the girls are supposed to ask what their what their goal is, and said that there be world peace, and that's what everybody wants: world peace, world peace. Just as long as I don't have to give up what I have to have it, <laughs> okay? But they want world peace and safety. They want security. They don't want to have to worry about themselves. That's why socialism is so appealing, because it says we're going to give you uh, uh, security. You don't have to worry about anything. But when that, when that happens, 
when they think everything has got to that point, sudden destruction is going to come, just like sudden, sudden destruction came at the flood and at Sodom and Gomorrah. It's going to come just that quickly. I mean, bang, one day we're going to be gone. Now, I tell you, you see these paintings of the rapture. And in the paintings you see planes going down and cars running off the road and everything else. I don't think there's going to be anywhere near as many people going up as people think. That's my personal opinion. But I don't think so. But when that day comes, Christians should not be surprised because we have the truth. We have the light of God's word, so we're not in darkness. We can see uh, what's happening. We can look at the events around us. We can say, hmm, it's got to be close. Now, uh, there's some important things that should do to us, but we need to be ready when he comes. In Matthew 24:44, it says, Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. We may know the season. We don't know the hour. And we need to be ready. We need to be ready at all times because we don't know when it's actually going to happen. It could happen before we get home tonight. It really could. So we need to be ready. But what I want us to see from this, uh, from the things I've just covered here is that we can know the times and the seasons. We can know when it's getting close. And I tell you, think about this. Think about what you do every day. Think about the things that you do that maybe you ought not to do. Is that what you want to be doing when the rapture comes? I mean, nobody here tonight is guilty of what I'm going to say right now. But how would you like to be the Christian who is going like this with a glass of whiskey when the Lord comes? Or like this with a cigarette out of his mouth? when the Lord comes because it's going to happen so fast you'll still be in that position where you get before him so we need to be ready we need to prepare ourselves now God has a purpose in giving us the example of Noah and the example of Sodom and I'm going to emphasize the one on Sodom but but he has a, a purpose in 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 6 it says and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes condemned them with the overthrow making them an ensample to those that afterwards should live ungodly that example is given for us to impress upon us that word ensample is to put an imprint in us what's going to happen to the ungodly when Christ comes back that's why it's given to us it's it's a warning to them it's a warning to say get your life straightened out uh, do what you should be doing. And in Jude 1.7 it says, Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them, because it was more than just those two cities, uh, uh, in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange for, uh, flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. The reason he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah was by fire, was to warn these people that they're going to, if they don't straighten out, they don't repent and turn to God and get uh, and, and get their sins forgiven, that they're going to spend an eternity in eternal fire in the lake of fire. You know, we live in a day when evil is called good and good is called evil. Sodomy 
in all of its forms is at the center of this. It's increasing at a pace that none of us would have thought possible just a few years ago. And by the way, if if uh, a sidelight, if homosexuality was genetic, there'd be less and less and not more and more because the genes would not be passed down because they don't have children. We have a whole month, this month, when we celebrate this filthy lifestyle. Stores are having gay pride sales. Corporations are trembling before the threats of of, uh, LBGT groups or whatever it is, groups. Governments worldwide are passing laws protecting sodomites. People are losing their jobs and being taken to court for standing for uh, uh, traditional values. I already mentioned the politician who was uh, thrown out of office for that. We are rapidly approaching the the debauchery of the days of Noah and the days of Lot. Listen to this one last verse. In Luke 21, 28 it says, And when these things begin to come to pass, look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. And that's the thought I want us here tonight to keep. Our redemption draweth nigh. Be ready. Jesus Christ can come back before this day's over, but he will come back soon. You have been listening to Solid Foundation Ministries from Lenore, North Carolina. Dr. Kuvert has 35 years in the ministry as a former missionary and pastor. He is available for revivals and various conferences on missions, Bible, Baptist heritage, and the family. To find out more, go to our website, solidfoundationministries.com, or call 828-244-6505. Remember, the Christian life is not about you. It's about God receiving the glory.